Hello, this is Daniel Gregory. I hope you are doing well. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast, our 289th episode. And we're getting ready to kick off fall officially up here in the old Northern Hemisphere. So pretty excited about that. Favorite time of year, favorite season. Hope you all and your family, your friends, your loved ones are all safe and sound. And hopefully you're remembering to wear your mask when you go out to keep all the rest of us safe and sound because that's important that we take care of each other in this kind of crazy time we're in. I wanted to talk to you this week about it's, it's something that I do because of the photo education side. Um, and my interest in photographers is where this kind of came about. And it's an exercise that I use with the people I mentor. And I use it two ways, actually, from the mentoring standpoint. So for those of you who are taking one of my workshops this fall, you're actually be able to do this exercise. But the rest of you, this is kind of how the exercise works. I would encourage you to try it out. It's a really, I think, insightful exercise. It's a really interesting way of going about learning something about yourself as a photographer and learning about other photographers. And I call this exercise the interview. One of the things I'm always fascinated about is people ask me a lot. This is one of the, I mean, outside technical things and printing questions. I get asked this question a lot, which is how do you go about finding photographers you're interested in? And then what do you learn from looking at the work of other photographers? Because a lot of us, when we start looking at photographs, we just look for photographs that are inspiring to us or we think that are pretty or interesting. But at some point we find a photographer that we get really kind of interested in we end up doing a little bit deeper dive on that photographer. We might look at more than just their most popular images, or we might get a book of theirs that they've had created, or we go and look at an exhibit of theirs at a gallery, or maybe we start reading interviews they've given. And this is kind of where that got started. I've learned so much from reading the interviews and reading the actual language and thoughts that come out of the other photographers who've made work that's been inspiring for me or projects that have been inspiring for me, because I think there's a lot of a lot of notions and a lot of ideas that go into the creation of meaningful photography and photography that's important to us as, as viewers and important to us as creators. And so when we get the interview, we get to hear about a little bit of the backstory about that. And I think processing and preparing for an interview is a really interesting opportunity. So like I said, this exercise is twofold. And I want to talk a little bit more about the impact of really how it's driven some of my own process here in a little bit. But let me explain how kind of you go about this exercise first. If you've ever interviewed anybody or you've ever been interviewed, there's always a set of questions that comes up, a set of ideas that need to be communicated. If you're going for a basic job application or a job interview, there's a series of questions that are usually related to the specific tasks that are performed in the job. There might be questions about, tell me about a struggle you've had to overcome. Tell me about the greatest challenge you've had in your career to this point. Tell me about a coworker you didn't get along with and how you resolved it. There's all these little questions that try to give us insights into who that person is. And one of the things that good interview questions do is one, they're open-ended. So they give us an opportunity to get some more information than a single word answer. The other one is they're oftentimes based on experience. So rather than hypothetically tell me about a time when you might do something, you want to flip that question so you end up with, tell me about a time where you did actually do something because behavior is one of our great indicators. And that's great because of in photography, the behavior ultimately hopefully resulted in the photograph. So what you want to do is you want to sit down and think about all the things you want to know about a given photographer. So you would start off and maybe you have questions about just like how they learn to get in photography, how they get interested in photography or about their first camera and phot photographic experience. Or maybe you have basic kind of questions about you know, why they shoot black and white, why they shoot color. Maybe you have questions about their actual work, like how did they actually go about being a photographer or specific workflow, like how do they accomplish something in the darkroom or in the, in the printing world? 
Or maybe you have questions about a specific image. How did a specific image come about or the story behind the image? Or do they have a photograph for them that has a particularly strong meaning or in a body of work? What's kind of the defining image within that body of work? So you're going to craft these set of questions that you think are interesting. You want probably, I don't know, 10 to 20, I would say. That should give you enough time that you've spent thinking about what's really interesting and engaging about the work, what's really interesting and engaging about the photographer. From that point, what you're going to do is spend your time looking at the photographs of that photographer, looking at the images of that photographer, looking at the other things the photographer has written, and then you're going to anticipate and guess and try to answer those questions as if you were the photographer. So this requires you to take a little bit of a leap of of faith into your own ability and understanding of the work. And what you get out of that is your own insights into the conversation, your own awareness of the photographs you're looking at, but you're getting it in a structured way. You're getting it in a deeper way rather than just coming across the, oh, I kind of like that. And I kind of want to use that type of compositional tool or, wow, I'm really inspired by how they always seem to have a great moment of, of time captured. You start to really peel back some layers of complexity within these images and how they potentially went about being created. Now, some of you might have the opportunity to actually reach out and speak to one of these photographers. Maybe there is a photographer who inspires you, and now you have a set of questions you could actually have a conversation with them about, or at least seed questions, because oftentimes a good interview will start down one path and a question comes up and that just leads down a completely different rabbit hole. That's a topic for a different day. But that set of questions might help you even if you get a chance to interview that photographer. So... That's the initial part of that exercise. You get that set of questions down that becomes really interesting. The second part of the exercise, which to me is one of the ones that really helps you probably the most as a photographer, gives you the most awareness of what you're doing as a photographer, is you take those questions, those same set of questions, and you pivot them slightly so that those questions are all now about your own work. They're about your own sensibility as a photographer. So while you might have said, oh, if I got to interview... Cartier-Bresson, I would have asked him about how did the decisive moment come about of the person jumping over the puddle, or you might have asked Ansel Adams about a specific one, or you might have asked Carrie Mae Weems about a particular image or a particular mixed media message that she was working on. Whatever it is, you'll have to shift those a little bit because obviously those aren't your photographs. But you then think about one of your own photographs that's meaningful, one of your own photographs that really has been in inspiring for you or that you're really proud of that hangs on your wall and you would just substitute their image for your image. So those same set of questions now become an interview that you give yourself. It is really kind of hard to do this the first couple of times you do it. So one of the things I recommend is one, either get a partner just to read you the questions. Now, in a pandemic time where everybody's getting used to being online anyway, this might be an interesting opportunity for you to pair this with another photographer friend of yours where you just swap the questions. Your job's just to read the questions. Your job's not to respond, to go down the rabbit hole, to do anything like that. It's just to read the question. Um, so that way you might be able to work with somebody else. You could do, do each other's questions. Now, if you're doing it by yourself, one of the things that I recommend is that you record this, that you actually set it up as if you were interviewing and you were doing this for magazine or you're doing it for an article you're going to write. So you want to record it so you don't miss anything. And basically what you do is you just have your questions in front of you and you read your first question. And that's why I would say, hey, Daniel, tell me about how you first got interested in photography. Then I answer that question. And I think the recording is interesting because it gives you the opportunity to get the language and the ideas and the thoughts out of your head. Because if you just ask yourself the question and you think about it, really what you say is, well, I got interested in photography because I thought it was cool. 
But if you actually have to answer that question out loud, you're going to find that you will approach the answer to that question a lot different than if you were actually just sitting there. And at the same time, I think because of the speed of which an interview happens, we can get some ideas out oftentimes, unless you're a master blistering fast typist, you can actually speak ideas and your brain works a little different speaking than in writing. In writing, we're still trying to articulate and pull thoughts together so that they're cohesively written. But when we speak, we might meander a little bit more. We might choose different language. We aren't concerned necessarily about the same level of punctuation. So some of the notions and ideas we get will come out at a much faster clip. And in some ways, at a more interesting way than when we were doing writing because the joining ideas shift a little bit just in the in the verbal language. It's why I think it's so important for people to work and write things down in journals and also speak and talk and have those recordings and those transcriptions done because ideas just develop differently from different entry points. Now, when you do this interview, one of the goals of the interview is for you to learn something. It's for you to gain some valuable insight about this photographer that you're interested in, or as the second half of the exercise is, gaining insights into who you are as a photographer. And if you treat yourself as a viable interview subject, I think you'll be surprised through the series of those questions you come up with what you've learned about yourself as a photographer. What are the things that actually matter to you? How do you actually describe and talk about your work? What things do you not, can't you answer about your own work? You know, if you get a question and you're like, wow, I really have never thought about that. I really don't have an answer for that. That's a perfectly rational and plausible answer to give during an inter interview. I've given that answer myself during interviews where I don't know, I've never thought about that. You know, if I'm applying for a job, I'm like, let me think about it for a minute so I can actually give you an answer. But in my own photography, those are points of pressure for me to think about in the future. Those are points of contemplation or meditation for me to go back to the well and really dive into. As, as I started to develop this exercise, and like I said, I've developed this exercise for the people I mentor with and some of the workshops I teach, I've really found this to be a, a critical thing for people to have as a tool to really elevate their photography forward. It allows them to one, start to think about their images in a different way. It allows them to think about their photography in a different way, approach it as if it, they themselves can teach themselves something because that's at some point in your work, you become your own inspiration. You become the thing that drives your work forward, that compels you to work forward. I think the other thing it does that really helps us as, as creatives and as photographers the idea that what we have and what we know is valuable. So everybody has something meaningful to offer. Everybody is on a similar but yet different road. And we have a community of photographers who are all sharing interrelated experiences. And if we can find a way to really dive into ourselves in insightful, meaningful ways, that can help us get other people to have insightful, meaningful conversations about their work. It can also help us really identify what matters to us in our photography. So as we're going through and we're looking at images and we're trying to figure out what matters and what doesn't matter, it gives us a way of filtering that. And what you might find that's interesting is that some of the photographs you thought were the most important end up not being significant or important at all. Or photographs that really mattered to you because, wow, I got a lot of likes or a lot of clicks or I've sold this a lot in the grand scheme of things, aren't things you're actually interested in. So then you end up realizing that sometimes the work you make that really matters to you is different than the work that is your consumer side. And when you talk to photographers, they'll tell you a lot. Working photographers tell you that a lot. 
The things that they photograph that are interesting in them are not the things they photograph in their life that necessarily makes the money. Now, some people are lucky to get that Venn diagram to have a huge overlapping circle, but it doesn't happen in all cases. But it'll give you that sense of, of understanding from that. The other last thing I think it will do is it will help give you a, a sense of pride in the work you've done. Because even though you're interviewing yourself, even though, or you're interviewing somebody given the questions, or you're doing this with a friend, the sense of pride that you are on an interesting path, you are creating interesting work, you make meaningful images, sometimes we can get to a state where we don't feel that way. We don't, we don't recognize the struggle and the, the area we're at in our process can become difficult. And by having that interview, I think you'll find it to be an uplifting experience. You'll find that, wow, I really am doing something interesting. I am creating something meaningful in my photography. So I hope you take the opportunity to really think about the value of the interview from both learning about a photographer that inspires you, or maybe even getting a chance to interview that photographer, but also from a chance to taking that same set of questions and flipping them back on yourself to really learn and process and understand what you might want to do from a photography standpoint. Now, next week's podcast is going to kind of dovetail into this one, and I'm going to talk about some of the interesting questions I do think should be in that interview and why those questions are interesting. So I'll make sure to get you a little bit of help next week from what I would want to know or what I would want to look at and I'll do it from the various photographers I would interview or have interviewed, and also from some of the things I think would be insightful to ask myself. So next week's podcast will all be about kind of pulling that together if you're trapped or stuck. And also some insights in there for those photographers I have asked those questions to have researched. I'll give you some of those answers as well, so you might get some insights into some of the photographers you've heard about. I hope you have a great week behind the camera. Don't forget, if you're interested in a workshop, I've got some workshops and some downloads up on the website, danieljgregory.com. You can always pop up there and register, um, participate in a workshop. Those get started here in October. Other than that, have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate you spending a few, time, a few minutes with me, and I'll talk to you later.